precious that you guys. Parsha tells us about Yosef being reunited with his brothers. And he tells his brothers, I want you to go to Eretz Canaan and bring Yaakov Avinu down to Mitzrayim. So the brothers go back. They tell Yaakov, Yosef is still alive. He's the Moshe in Eretz Mitzrayim. Yaakov didn't believe them. So they spoke to him. Then he saw the wagons that Yosef sent. And that restored Yaakov's Ruach, and he was Makabal, and he says, we're going to go to Mitzrayim, my son Yosef is alive, I want to see him before I die. So Rashi tells us that Vayaris Agolois Vatchi Ruach Yaakov Aviyem Simen Mosulahem, he gave them a simen. So Yosef gave a simon and he said that I'm learning, I'm still holding in the sugi of Egla Arufa. And when Yaakov saw the Agolois that were sent, he said, Oh, now I know that Yosef is still holding with Egla Arufa, and therefore. I believe that he's still alive and he's still an Erlich Yid. So you have to understand, Egla Arufa is a calf that you shecht. And Agola is a wagon. So let's get this straight. Yaakov sees a wagon and he says, Oh, wagon is Agola and a calf is an Agola. So Yosef is holding the sugi of Egla Rufa. Poshit, no. What is the pshat? So you have to know Dazikanim, the Bale Taisvis on this Posik. The Dazikanim says that when Yaakov walked with Yosef, when he sent Yosef to see his brothers on that fateful mission. He walked Yosef down from Hebron. And Yosef turned to his father and he said, Abba, I'm 17, you're 104. Don't walk me so far because you got to go back up the mountain. You're older. You walked me enough. It's fine. So Yaakov says, no. There's a mitzvah of Levoya. 
And where do we know the mitzvah of Lavoya from Egla Arufa? Because when somebody is killed between cities and you don't know who killed him, the closest city has to go through the process of Egla Arufa. And the Zakanim have to say, So now, what the Zakanim of the city are being accused of murder? So the Gemara says, No. But they have to say that we are not guilty of not accompanying a person when he leaves the city. We did not ignore the mitzvah of Lavoya. There's a mitzvah to accompany a person when he leaves. If the person leaves your house, you have a mitzvah to walk him out. If the person leaves your city, you have a mitzvah to accompany him. We did not let him leave the city unaccompanied. Zok the Maral. What is the Chachmatics in this mitzvah? So the Maral says, this mitzvah is telling me that if the person would have been accompanied by members of the city, then he would have the zechus of the city with him, and he would have been saved. But if he was not accompanied, he was alone, and he did not have the zechus of the city with him, and he was subject to all of the things that could have happened. What is the lesson of the maral? That you do not define a person by where he is, or what he is, but you define a person by what he is connected to. If you're connected to the city, you're part of the city, you have the zechus of the city, and your life would have been spared. But if you were alone, and you had no kesher, then terrible things can happen. You are what you are connected to. There was a yid in Russia who was sitting in a yeshiva that was opened after communism fell. And it was a yeshiva, obviously, to take Bale Tshuva, to bring Rechaikim, to become Korev Takodesh Borchu. And there was a limited amount of space in the shul and the base medrash that they had. And there was a yid who sat there every day. And they would come to him and say, would you like to join us for a class? No, thank you. Would you like a chavrusa? No, thank you. Would you like to le- learn Pirkei Yovos? No. Would you like to learn Parsha? No. Would you like to learn Aleph Bays? No. So after a while, he was taking up valuable real estate. So the Rosh Yeshiva went to him and said, listen, Rabbi Yid, you know, we love having you here, but we don't have the room for people who just want to sit here and relax. If you want to learn, it's fine. If not, please to Mechatoiv and sit someplace else, but you're taking a valuable room. So the guy says, let me tell you why I'm here. He says, many years ago, when communism was still in power, I was sitting in a coffee shop. And all of a sudden, the KGB charges in. They say, everyone down on the floor. So I go onto the floor. I pick up my head to see what's going on. and I get kicked in the head. Next thing I know, I'm handcuffed and schlepped to jail. They throw me into a cell. I say, what, what did I do wrong? What are you throwing me into jail? Why am I being... And nobody answers my questions. They just throw me into jail. I get called in, and they're interrogating me. I said, what am I here for? And they just keep interrogating me. Nobody tells me why I'm there. Finally, after a few months, some guy had Rachmonas. 
I say, what am I doing in jail? What did I do wrong? Can you tell me what I'm accused of? He says, you don't know? He says, no, I don't. He said, you were part of this group of people in that coffee shop planning a revolution against the regime. He says, I was what? I, I was just sitting there having a coffee. And he says to me, no. You were with them? You're one of them. So he turns to the rabbi. he says, I want to be one of you. And I'm going to sit here, and because I'm sitting here, I'm going to be one of you. And that's what I want. You are what you are connected to. So, Paro sent Agolois. And he sent wagons, and he says to Yaakov Avinu, don't worry, don't worry, leave everything behind. I'll set you up in Mitzrayim, I'll give you a penthouse suite in the Cairo Hilton. You don't need furniture, you don't need clothing, we'll take care of everything, just come on down. And Yosef knows that Yaakov is not coming to Mitzrayim. Yaakov is going to take Eretz Yisrael with him to Mitzrayim. Because it's what you're connected to that defines who you are. So Yosef sends extra wagons and he says, Tati, bring it all. Bring the sforum and the bookcases and the carpets and the curtains and the silverware and the dishes. Bring it all because we're bringing Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. And at that point, Yaakov said, oh, Yosef is still holding by Egla Arufa. He understands the Yisoyed. You are what you're connected to. We find later in the Parsha a similar idea. Yosef tells his brothers when they come to Mitzrayim, they have to go see the Pharaoh. Obviously, Yosef is the right-hand man of Paro. His brothers are coming. Paro's excited. So he says, my brothers are going to go see Paro. He says, listen, when you see Paro, I want you to tell him that what you do for a living is your shepherds. Because in Mitzrayim, being a shepherd is an abomination. So let me ask you, Rabbi Isai, if you're going to see the president, if I had an inn and I took my family to see the president, I would want to make a good impression. So I would say, here's my brother. You know, he's a dean of a university. Here's my other brother. He's a multimillionaire. Now you got a cousin, Stanley, who works in the sewer system. What are you going to introduce him to the president? You say, Mr. President, this is my cousin Stanley, a hero of the underground. Told often, when, when I was in Camp Monk, I was the gate boy. The gate boy was not a very uh, prestigious job. But I told people I was the dean of admissions in Camp Monk. It sounds a shtickle better. See, here Yosef tells his brothers, go tell Pharaoh you are shepherds because that is an abomination to the Mitzrayim. But you know why he said that? In order that Pharaoh should say, oh, you're shepherds. You guys can live in Eretz Goshen. That's far away from the main center of the civilization. You want to live apart. You don't want to live with the Goyim. We don't want to be assimilated. We want to live in our own world, separated. That's the ichor. There was a yid 
who was a member of the Russian army. The Russians had a program called the Kantinistan. They would steal eight, nine-year-old boys from their family, Yiddish, Kinderlach, and they would be in the Russian army for 25 years. If they survived and they came out of the army, most of them didn't remember they were Jewish. Those who did had no shaykhs to being Erlich Yidin. And the few handful that maintained the Yiddishkeit were Amaratsim. They never learned anything. The best years of their life were spent in the Russian army. So there was one guy who came out and he bribed from, but he didn't know anything. And he would go to the shear that was given by the Rav every day. So his wife says to him one day, Lechaim Shmerel, what are you going to the shear for? You don't understand the word. He said, Gertrude, I want to go to the shear. Anyway, this goes on day. She says, you can help me in the business. You can help me in the store. What are you sitting there? What, what, what are you going to the shear? She goes to the Rav. She says, Rav, he doesn't know a word you're talking about. Can you maybe tell him he should help me instead? So the Rav goes to the guy one day and says, listen, Chaim Shmerel, you know, you're coming to the shear, but nothing is clear. So, uh, you know, why don't you go help your wife instead? So he says, Rabbi, let me tell you something. When I was in the army of the Tsar, and I wanted to prove I was a good soldier, I had to know the name of every general, captain, lieutenant. I had to know the name of the Tsar's wife and every one of the Tsar's children and nephews and nieces and grandchildren. And that's the way I proved I was a good soldier. He says, Rebbe, I want to be a good soldier. When I go up to Shemaim, I want to say I was a good soldier. I want to know Abai and Rav and Rav and Rav Yosef and Rav and Rav Yudim and Rav I want to know all the Amoroyim and Tanoi because I want to be a good soldier. Because I am what I'm connected to. Those are the Kshorim that I want to have. You want to be connected to the Yiddish Welt, not to the Goyish Welt. So tell them you're shepherds and let yourself live in Goyishim. And you have to know, if you live with the Goyim, it's dangerous. There's a mice that there was a hospital in the city of Lomja. And it was a strange thing. People would go to the hospital with tonsillitis, and they would come out with athlete's foot. They'd come in with a cough, and they would come out with the hiccups. Something was wrong, something fishy. You went in with one disease, you came back with another. They couldn't figure out what's wrong. So they had a delegation of doctors from the big cities came and they spent days check. And they finally came up with the brilliant realization that this hospital is like 100 years old and the walls are filled with germs of every sickness that ever existed. You had COVID-1822. The place was, place was saturated with sickness. And you went in with one sickness, you came out with another one. So they destroyed the whole building, burnt it to a crisp, and rebuilt the new hospital. What do you see? In the physical world, there's something called germs. Well, Rabbi say in the Ruchniistic world, there are also germs. 
and they're very contagious. And you have to avoid the danger of the germs that you can get from that world. So Yaakov sends Yehuda to start a yeshiva. Bes Yehuda sholach lohoyrois lafon of goishna. Zohdurashi to set up a base Talmud. A yeshiva. Freitzich the Shaila. Why did he send Yehuda? Levi is the one about whom it says, Yairu Mishpotecha Yaakov. They're supposed to be the Rosh Yeshivas. Yisachar. You start a yeshiva, you send the Rosh Yeshivas. Why is he sending Yehuda? Yehuda is Malchus. The Terence is a Melech can annex land of another country and make it part of his country. Yaakov sends Yehuda, you're the Melech. And you are going to annex that land and turn it into a base Hamedrash, and that will be Eretz Yisrael. You find the Gemara in Mesechus Brochus. The Gemara says, they told Rabbi Yochanan, Iko Sabe Bebovel. They're all people in Bovel. So Rabbi Yochanan said, that's strange. It says, Laman Yirbu You'll have Arichas Yomim in Eretz Yisrael. What do they have in Arichas Yomim in Bovel? There's old geezers in Bovel. Why? But they told him because they come early and stay late in the base medrash. He said, oh, that's the secret. So the Marshal, what's the pshat? Because the Bote Midrashes and Bote Knesias will be taken to Eretz Yisrael when Mashiach comes. So you are now on sovereign soil of Eretz HaKadosh, Eretz Yisrael. And this Mokim Torah will one day be taken to Eretz Yisrael. They once had a mice that was a shul that didn't have a floor. The floor was the earth. And okay, they would sweep it, then they would water it to keep it the... But you know, it wasn't very bakabadik that you didn't have a floor, you just had the, you had the mud. So the Rav one day made an appeal, he said, Rabbi Isai, you know, it's pasnished, you know, uh, when it's rainy, when it's cold, it's muddy, you know, that's not, you want to have a nice floor. So they made a fundraising campaign, and the money wasn't coming in that quickly. So one day the Rav gets up, he says, Rabbi Isai, Herzu, you know, when Mashiach comes, this place is going to be taken to Eretz Yisrael. We'll all be standing in the shul, and the shul's going to take off, and we'll be all standing on the floor, on the ground over here. But if you put a floor in, you'll go with the floor. If you don't put in the floor, you'll be stuck standing there. The shul will take off. So he got his floor. But I'll call upon him, the Yehuda is sent, because Yehuda is Malchus. You have to know a yeshiva is a Malchus. A yeshiva is a chelik of Eretz Yisroel. There was a Misa family came to America. Family's name was Gold. Mrs. Gold made up her mind. This is right around the time after World War I. If she's coming to America, her child is not going to go to a public school. Her child is going to go to a yeshiva and is not going to have a shaykhist to the Goyesha Welt in America. So they come to Yeshiva, I'm not sure it was RJJ on Henry Street or it was MTJ or Tor- I'm not sure which Yeshiva. 
And she goes in with her son, and she wants to enroll him, and they tell her there's no room. The classrooms are full. She says, well, when will there be room for my son? And the principal says, maybe in a year or two. So she says, okay, we'll wait. And she takes her son, and they sit on the steps of the shul, of the, of the yeshiva, and they wait. And people go in, and people go out, and Rabbeim come in, and Rabbeim go out. They said, can we help you? We're just waiting. The next day they come, kid brings a little truck with him, the mother sits there knitting, and she's saying to herself, we're going to wait on the steps. My child will hear children benching. He will hear children learning Torah. He is not going to be exposed to the Goyish Shevelt. And we will wait. After two weeks, they found a room in the classroom. But she said, my child is not going anyplace else. He's staying in a yeshiva. somebody, Avi Gold, who's involved with the Art Scroll Publications, who's a grandson of that family. But she understood. I'm not going to mix with anybody else. So Rabbi said, we have to understand. The yeshiva is Admas Kodesh. You don't bring Tumma into a yeshiva. So Rabbi said, Tumma Let's keep the yeshiva as a Mokim Kodesh. We don't need schmutz in here. We don't need football. We don't need the Goyesh Welt. We don't need any Tuma. We only want Kedusha. This is sacred territory of HaKodesh Borchu. It's a Mokim Kodesh Ad Mo'id. And don't play games with the Kedusha. This is a Mokim Kodesh. And to what extent do we have to realize that we're different? I want to tell you a Misa. brought that in the Sefer Meshivas Nefesh from Rabbi Yochanan Luria, about the 15 or 1400s. He was a Rav. And in those days, the Goya made the Yidden wear a yellow star just like the Nazis did. And they had to wear the star, whatever it was. But it made them look pretty stupid. And one day... I'm not sure if he was by the, 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 the castle of the emperor, where he was, but the guy, the Khaimer, the Goyisha priest, comes over to me and says, Rabbi, why are you wearing that star? So Yechon Luria is thinking to himself, what should I say? And say to Goyisha, they make us wear a star, it'll get back to the emperor, it's all I need. So he says, listen, the king told us to wear it, we don't know why, but we do what we're told. So the Galah says, you don't know why? I'll tell you why. Because you Jewish people are special people. And God gave you special things to make you proud of who you are. You have tzitzis. You have a yarmulke. You have tefillin. You have so many things to make you proud of who you are, but you're not. And so Hashem says, you're not proud of what you are? You're not proud of your tzitzis, your yarmulke, your tefillin? So I'll make you wear something else. Sir Abu are we proud? 
How can a bocher be proud to advertise for a company? Abercrombie, Old Navy, I'm, it's better and cooler to advertise for a company than to wear my tzitzis out. I have to wear a moidem and mix us yarmulke so it doesn't stab my chup. Chas v'sholom, I'll wear a hat in the street. It'll mess up my hairdo. Rabbi, say we're yidin. Don't you have proud and who proud of the fact that you're a yid? Yeah, but selim eloikim, your bonim l'ashem eloikeichem, wear that with pride. Don't allow yourself to be influenced by the goyish velt. Know who you are, your greatness. Bonim atem l'ashem eloikeichem. He gave you mitzvahs. He gave you signs of honor and prestige, signs of royalty. And you trade that to advertise for Abercrombie? What's going on here? Where's our self-pride? And this is Lemaisa, the Kesher Tassora Beteves. Pashas Vayigash always comes the same week, the same time we lay in Pashas Vayigash. Because if you look in the Siddur, the Siddur tells us that there were three tragedies that happened on Asura Bateves. Tragedy number one, that Talmai Philadelphus made the Chachomim write the Torah in Greek. So the Torah now became part of the Goyesh Velt. So now you can go to any motel and you'll find a Bible in the night table. And the Goyim can tell you, so Rabbi, what does it say in Isaiah 7.14? How do you explain that passage to me? And they think they have a shaykhist to Torah. And the Torah was compromised. And the Goyish of Velt had a shaykhist to it. And then the ninth day of Tevis, Ezra HaSoifer died. And what was Ezra's great accomplishment? There was intermarriage in Klal Yisrael, and he sent away every one of the Goyish women. And he took Klal Yisrael away from the Goyim in Gansan. And the tenth day of Tevis, the Goyim surrounded Yerushalayim. You want to be like the Goyim? I'll send you Goyim and see what it's like. So Asura Beteves is the Zman that we mourn the Chisroinas of having overstepped that boundary, of having brought the Goyish Velt into our world. I want to end with one story. There was a yeshiva in Brooklyn. Many, many Tyra Yiddish Kindlech learning Tyra. Across the street, the busy street, there was a billboard. One day on the billboard, they put up a very prost, a dirty picture. There's a year driving down the avenue. He sees the yeshiva, he sees the billboard. He says, Rabbeinu Shalolam. What are these kids going to see when they walk out of the yeshiva? Chas v'sholom. I can't let this happen. These kids are walking out. Kedoshim v'tohoyrim. Yiddish v'kindalech learning Torah. And they're going to look up and it's going to be this gavaldic across the billboard. So he calls up the company. 
And he says, how much is it going to cost me to have you take down that billboard? And they say, you should know this is a very valuable billboard. Thousands of people see it every day. We make a lot of money. He says, I tell you what. My entire savings I have in the bank, $90,000. Will you take it down? They say, for $90,000, we'll take it down. He says, they want it down by tomorrow morning. They say, for $90,000, it'll be down by tomorrow morning. So they take it down. And then they call him up the next day. They say, listen, you got the billboard for the next 90 days. What do you want us to put up? He says, gee, I never thought of that. He's thinking, what should I put up on the billboard? I got 90 days. So he says to himself, you know what? I have 90 days. I want a countdown on the billboard. I have 90 days, 90, 89. I want you to put a countdown on the billboard. So every day the billboard has another number. And there's a big countdown of whatever they had to make it, make it look magnificent. But every day, 89, 88, 87, the countdown is on. And people are starting to notice this billboard. And this curiosity, what are they counting down to? And everybody is talking about it. The people are driving out of the way to see the billboard. And then the newspapers in New York get a hold of the story, and they start covering it. And everyone, the newspaper, the radio, that the, everyone is saying, well, they're counting down to this, they're counting down to that. Who knows what it's going to be? The baseball season, who knows that? And everyone is saying, Svoros and theories. Everyone in New York is talking, what about this billboard? And this goes on, and it's getting closer, 20, 19, 18, 17. The excitement is mounting. Four days before the end of the countdown, this guy gets a call from Coca-Cola. And they say, you want the billboard? He says, yeah, it's mine. They say, we want to buy it from you. We want the countdown. We'll give you $3 million. So he says, for $3 million, you can have the billboard. So he spent 90000 Kodesh Baruch who paid him back. He was Mekai in the Yohafta Becholma Oidecha, and Kodesh Baruch took care of him. My question to you, Rabbi Sai, is, how many of you are going to be a billboard for Rabbi Nishalaylam? And how many of you are going to be a billboard for Old Navy. What are you going to show the world? Are you going to radiate to the world? I am a walking billboard for Kedusha of a Yid. I'm going to radiate the Kedusha of what it means to be a Yid. Or am I going to be a walking advertisement for some Goyesha company? What are we going to be? What are we connected to? That's this week's Shiloh. You need to think about it. And if you become that billboard that radiates Kedusha, believe me, you may not get $3 million, but you'll be a lot richer than that. We should all be zoiche to recognize how choshev it is to be a Yid, how fortunate to be proud and happy that what we are and who we are and through that will become that Am Hanifcha that will be Zoiche very soon, 
Bias Mashiach Tzidkeinu B'mheir B'yomeinu. Thank you.